Welcome back to Disputed Claims. Uh, we took last week off and we are uh, better than ever. So today's episode, we are going to recap the brackets now that March Madness is over. And then after that, we are going to talk to our esteemed guest, Leland Kratz, about his uh, Cigar Review channel. And then, uh, as you may know, it is WrestleMania season, WrestleMania 37 this weekend. Um, so our next set of bets is we're going to be picking every match on that card. And then on that note, our top five list today is top five pro wrestlers. And then we will be ending things off with the news stories. So Leland, what's up? (laughs) Finally, the Leland has arrived on disputed claims yeah let's go man how's it going everybody some, what's up man some energy about time coming in hot theme song and everything we, we all need mm-hmm. theme songs too <laughs> as a um somewhat of a closeted pro wrestling fanatic myself i'm honored to be joined with you guys on this platform to talk about wrestlemania in a private setting like this <laughs> Yeah, no one will hear this. Don't <laughs> worry. That a couple people will. Kind of <laughs> yeah, well, you are definitely our resident uh, wrestling expert, Leland. So we're going to be tapping into that a lot this episode. But I'm I'm pretty excited to you know have you catch us up on everything that's been happening. Yeah, um, I love you guys' podcast. By the way, I've listened to every episode. So actually, I'm honored to be here and honored to know you guys. As human beings, I'm happy to be here. I feel all the honor and return you the same. <laughs> Much appreciated. Well, before we get into that, um, we, we will. Let's just do a quick update on the brackets just for uh, for the route, for the for the record. How did we do? I, I mean, Baylor pretty much kicked Zag's ass, but uh, in our bracket, pool, it was only worth one point, And Daniel is, is bitter. Because he picked Baylor on ESPN, it's worth like 300 points. I picked Baylor to win it all, and I don't get any extra points for that. Yeah, one that point. I last again. It was a misclick. He meant to click Gonzaga. I did not. He actually ended up in the 94th percentile on ESPN because it's so ridiculously skewed towards like the last two games. Did you really? And Yeah, and... It, like Jason said, it, the ESPN scoring system is weird in that the early rounds, which I did very poorly in, aren't worth very many points. Yeah, I remember you guys saying you were like 24th percentile yeah. or something. But if you, get <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. if you get like three of the last five games, the final four, and then like, you know. It's you, like worth you, more? You, you jump the the weighting up. is Every higher round for the later yeah. rounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Daniel was racing toward the one percentile, the one th- percentile i guess yeah it's one he yes. wanted to be the one you know the top one percent except he was he didn't realize it said percentile we made the same joke last time but somehow he ended up in 94th so that was a fluke it's all skill so it's all skill it's looking like well okay the women's course is over as well and stanford won a very close game actually over arizona yeah. came and went down to the buzzer karthik has won he won the women's bracket and so with that uh karthik has 86 points I have 77. Daniel has uh, 69. Nice. Nice. And so despite winning the men's bracket, he is in last by a solid eight points and Not maybe fair. on the way to another punishment. It's absolutely fair. We all agreed on it together. Yeah. What do you mean not fair? 
picking the finals. We should have. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm, we're no, not we should have. You're part of the league. We should have made it worth an extra few points to pick the correct winner. So you're saying not fair to your, you know, like your past self? Like yes. you're mad at yourself too, right? Exactly okay. Not fair to okay. treat yourself either if he gets punished again. It's the worst. Well, you probably will. You probably will lose every single time that we do this. Um, all right. There's there's a WrestleMania 37 happening this weekend. It's the two-day event now. There's so many matches they have to have it on two days. Um, it is in the Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium, I believe. We've got a lot of matches. Um, let's just let's just go right into it. We will know something that maybe we would pick them blindly, and then you would like actually after we pick the match, you can. You want me to scoop in at the end? Yeah, yeah. just with like, the expert analysis. Give, give a little analysis. I'm down. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see. The first match that we have here is for the WWE Championship. It is Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Um, so for me, I'm just gonna spoil alert. So I watched heavily from like maybe 0506 to roughly 08. So if I recognize any name from that time period, I'm going to pick them. Um, <laughs> and Bobby Lashley was around during that time, therefore, I am picking him. <laughs> Leland, I have a couple questions for you. Yeah, first of all, I'm looking at this, this scorecard here or match card, I mean, and there's a little C next to some of the names. What does that mean? I'm so glad you asked, Daniel. The C next to the name of one of the competing wrestlers on a championship match indicates that that person is the defending champion coming into that match. Okay. No, it's a copyright. <laughs> a couple of the names are copyrighted. And how come there's like a million different, like every single event is tagged championship? Which one is the big one? Uh, the one that's uh, So there's like, the there's basically four like big championships because like so there's two there's two shows right there's monday night raw and friday night smackdown oh, and yeah. they each have their own championships that are weighted like mm -hmm. they're regarded basically on the same level right so you have like on ecw raw, ecw ecw <laughs> once upon a time once upon a time um so uh, like raw's got the wwe championship that's raw's like big championship SmackDown's got the Universal Championship. Mm. Um, those are the men's championships. And then there's a Raw Women's Championship and a SmackDown Women's Championship. So those four are like the big four championships to watch out for. Okay. Um, Did you, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Um, the Universal Championship. So like Jason, I used to watch, you know, when I was like younger, I guess. Um, Universal Championship, that used to be the World Heavyweight, right? When did it stop being that? Yeah, so I forget what year it was. Um, it was something like five years ago. They combined, so they had the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship, and they decided to like combine them into one belt. So they had mm -hmm. like the two separate champions. I forget who it was at the time, but they faced off to like unify the belts, and that created oh, the right. Universal Championship. It's like undisputed, um, right? Yeah. So they did that for a while, but then they realized it's better to have like different championships for each show. So they right. eventually went back to that format by bringing back the WWE title. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that was the coolest one because John Cena used to have the, the spinner belt, like the little thing you can spin on the middle. So yeah, it's a oh, yeah. very controversial belt actually, but very divisive. Coolest one though. Um, I, liked, I, liked I always uh, liked it. Make your choice. 
I yeah, will also go Bobby Lashley. Because I don't know who Drew, Drew McIntyre is. I feel like I have to just pick differently from you both going forward in an effort to catch you. Well, so you want to go, go first with, on another? Gonna have to go with uh, Drew McIntyre here. Leland, what do you think? Yeah, so um, I'm actually going with Danny on this one. Wow. I'm picking Drew McIntyre because he is probably like the hottest wrestler right now in the company. Sexually. In, yeah, in more ways than one. Um, la so last year in 2020, he was like on the cusp of being like a big star, but like not quite there yet. And then he won the 2020 Royal Rumble by eliminating Brock Lesnar, who was the universal champion at the time or WWE champion or whatever. Um, so McIntyre won the 2020 Royal Rumble and then went on to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania to win the WWE championship. And from then on, he held the title pretty much the entirety of last year and coming into this year. He dropped mm -hmm. the title to like Randy Orton for like a week and then won it right back. For, but for, for the most part, he's held the championship for almost the entire time for the past like year. It's like a and revenge he's, thing. Yeah, he's been booked as like super strong. Um, the only reason he doesn't have the title right now is because um Miz had like the money in the bank contract for like uh, a, a world like a world title match at any time um I love and that. Miz waited like until right after um Drew McIntyre won the elimination chamber match which is like a super brutal like steel cage match um and then Miz came in after and beat him and then Bobby Lashley beat the Miz for the title so now McIntyre is getting his shot back at the championship against Bobby Lashley. Lashley's really strong right now, but I just think all of the momentum for the company is with McIntyre. It's right. the biggest show of the year. I really think they're going to go with Drew again um, to go over as, as their big star. Gotcha. I, I remember, it's funny, uh, you, this was like a decade ago, I guess. I remember Edge won the Money in the Bank um, match. I, rem I don't remember when it was. And, and then, like, I think it was like a- He won the first one ever. Right. So, oh, it was that one then. He won the yeah. first one ever. And then like there was like an elimination chamber match uh, like on New Year's or something. And John Cena won. And John Cena was like the WWE champion at that time. Yep. And like, you know, you can imagine like elimination chamber has like six participants, I think, uh, if I remember yep, correctly. That's right. So it's like a, I don't know, two hour long match. There's like, it's like no holds barred. Anything goes type deal. And so he wins and then Edge cashed it in right after the end of that match. And he spears Cena and just uh, I thought it was uh, like uh, he was a he's a dick for that, but obviously it's you know it's whatever it's not real. So this is uh, this is actually foreshadowing to my um, top five list. Ah. Drop oh, a little hey, teaser hey, out hang, there. Hang on to that. Hang on to that. Oh, there, we got a long way to go. There are many <laughs> yeah. many matches, and yeah. the next one is the SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks champion versus Bianca Belair. All right, Daniel, why don't you start this one? Uh, well, let's let's go with Sasha with this one. Right. Why not, right? Why. No idea why. Good choice. She is the champion. That's why I picked her. Um, I will go with uh, Bianca Belair because I think her last name is cool. Or, I don't know if that's her actual last name, but whatever. I, I will as well. I, I have the blurb on this uh, CBS article. It says she won the Royal Rumble, and I feel like they usually send that person on to win. So, 
Um, we'll go with that. Mysterio. Leon, who are you? Who are you going with? Uh, I'm going two for two with Danny. I'm going with Sasha Banks. Um, Bianca Belair did win the Royal Rumble this year, and she's been on fire for quite a while now. Um, and I think she's kind of on the cusp of like superstardom, but I don't think the SmackDown Women's Championship is quite in a position to move on from Sasha Banks yet, uh, because Sasha Banks has been uh, kind of waiting for her due for quite a long time. She's one of the best wrestlers in the company, period. I mean, if, if there's anybody that you don't know of that you should watch, she's one of them. Um, fantastic wrestler. And she's kind of just now starting to get her due as like the top woman in the company on SmackDown. Isn't she the one that is like Snoop Dogg's cousin or something? I don't know. Okay. Interesting Actually, this is an interesting segue in terms of the women's championship because earlier on, the, uh, before the show, you were saying how women's wrestling has really kicked off in the last five years. Yeah. Uh, you, did you want to continue on that topic? It was pretty interesting what you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so women's wrestling has come quite a long way. And if you're someone who is like vaguely aware of pro wrestling in like the mid 2000s or late 90s, but haven't followed it since, you probably remember women's wrestling for the longest time was like a frankly gratuitous sideshow compared to the men's wrestling right. um, where women were forced to compete in like, um, like mud wrestling matches or like brawn panties matches or other, you know, objective objectifying matches like that. Right. Um, and that continued for a while until um, a big movement that started in 2015 um, that really legitimized women's wrestling and encouraged more screen time for them, more real matches, more real storylines, uh, and kind of devoting as much attention to them as to the um, men's wrestlers. And lots of incredible women stars have come out as a result of that. And just a couple of years ago at WrestleMania 35, the main event was an all women's main event between oh, Ronda wow. Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch. So where, you know, 10 years ago, it was like the piss break segment of the show. Um, right. Now women in pro wrestling are really getting their due and there are a lot of women's wrestlers on this card that are some of the very best wrestlers in the business period. Sasha Banks being one of them. Um, and Bianca Belair is great as well, but yeah. Um, there's been a real movement in pro wrestling. Um, and it's, it's not a bad time to check it out. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, next up on the list, bad bunny and Damian priest versus the miz and john morrison farther so, why don't you kick this one off so miz and john morrison way. used to <laughs> the, the miz used to be these guys used to be like part of eminem i think like part back in the day uh right? john morrison was or eminem john, okay. with uh molina john morrison and, uh, and molina and uh joey mercury mercury that's what it was okay yeah 
Okay, like, I don't you know. They're not talking about the rapper Eminem. I saw. Oh, okay. I'm very confused. Look on your Is this a celebrity match? Because Bad Bunny, I thought, was a rapper. Yeah, so Bad Bunny is, I think he's a rapper. He's a he's a musical artist of some sort. I'm not very familiar with his work. But um, yes, this is like the celebrity match of the show. Although um, Bad Bunny has actually kind of been showing some moves in the build up to this match. Like he, he looks like he's been maybe putting some work in to actually like, you know, a lot of celebrity matches are like kind of a joke. So, uh, oh, you wanted me to start, right? Yes. Dude, I don't Bad Bunny and Damien Priest. I don't know, dude. A furry animal and a ordained minister versus the Miz and John Morrison. I don't know. I will take the Miz and John Morrison. I'm gonna go with Bad Bunny Damien Priest because all my memories are that the celebrities automatically win because that's why they show up. Mm. I was gonna take Bad Bunny because I've heard of Bad Bunny. And I think it's funny that I've heard of Bugs Bunny in the wrestling. Well, also, I'm looking on the webs here, and Sasha Banks is a cousin of Snoop Dogg, and apparently was in The Mandalorian. Hmm. Yes, that's right. I forgot to mention uh -huh. that when we were talking about her match. But uh, yes, Sasha Banks was, ooh, I forget her character's name, but she was one of the Mandalorians in Mandalorian season two. She was yeah. the one who had that scuffle with Boba Fett. And she mm -hmm. hit that like jetpack thrusted tornado DDT move that was fucking awesome on Boba Fett. Yes. That was her. Damn. I need to watch the Mandalorian then. I know. I know both these guys have not seen the Mandalorian. I don't have to hey, man. It doesn't matter. It's not like I would have remembered that, just like you didn't either. I remember that. That's it. all of the Boba Fett, like they 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 make Boba Fett so much cooler. You just they, had to Yeah, they, they did Boba Fett so much justice. All of his scenes were so good. All right. Anyway, anyway uh, moving on. Leland. Well, Leland, what's your call on this match? So I'm also I'm also gonna go with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um, so Damian Priest is like an actual wrestler. He's on NXT, which is like the I don't know, like the minor league show, if you will, for WWE. Um, but he's actually really good. Um, but yeah, as uh, I think Jason said, like celebrities pretty much always win. Like that's that's why they're brought on typically. Um, and they're they're kind of presenting Bad Bunny as like someone you're supposed to root for against like Miz and John Morrison, who are like the kind of cowardly villains. The heels, right? Yeah, yeah the heels. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm expecting Bad Bunny and Damian Priest to go over here, even though I hate these matches. <laughs> Fair enough. They're just like filler um, matches, I guess. Yeah. Here's here's another match. There's no championship on the line for this one. We have Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. And I see Karthik has already put his answer on the Google Doc. So uh, boldly picking Seth Rollins. I haven't heard of either of these guys, so I'm gonna go with Cesaro just to be different. All right. Well, yeah. As Daniel said, I took Seth Rollins over Cedar Salad. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> Seth Rollins. I'm going on the blurb, and it said. Rollins made his return after the birth of his daughter, so that seems like <laughs> you got to go with like you got to go with the the dad energy there. Seth Rollins, I got you, bro. Yawn. Breathing, uh, breathing new life into his career, if you will. Absolutely. Right. So, Leland, what's your call? Uh, I'm going with Seth Rollins on this one. Uh, um, Cesaro's really good, but he's just never been a guy that has gotten like any 
success in WWE. Like he's one of those guys that just like all of all of the other wrestlers in interviews talk about him as being like one of the most hardworking guys, one of the most talented guys, but on screen, he just never wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think this will actually, this is a candidate to be like a show stealer. Like, I think this will actually be technically one of the best matches. Um, but I got to go with Seth Rollins, who's consistently been an extremely successful wrestler, multi-time world champion. So got to go with Rollins here. That's fair. All right. All right. Keeping it rolling. Raw Tag Team Champion. Raw Tag Team Championship. The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Um, oh, New Day that, must be oh, like the name of their team. Okay. Yeah. Is that two people? Yeah, it is. It is two people. It is oh. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods make up the New Day. Well, I'm going with them. The New Day. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was going to do that too. And we are all making the same pick. Okay. I guess we're. <laughs> Kofi right, Kingston's my boy, dude. I'll switch. Like I'll switch to AJ and Omos. Yeah, you're so far ahead. You can. You can... <laughs> I've got to make a round here, so desperate time. Flipping your pick after uh, hearing what they're going with. Right. Well, there's no point in all of us picking the same one. So that's true. Nothing happens. Stalemate. Um. So I am also going to go with AJ Styles and Omos. Um, <laughs> the New Day has been one of the most dominant men's tag teams in recent years. They won the tag belts just like countless times. Um, so they're at the point where they're like such a strongly booked team that they don't really lose any like star power by mm-hmm. losing anymore just because they're so well established as like successful tag team wrestlers. Right. Um, whereas AJ Styles and Omos is like kind of a hot new thing right now. Um, so Omos is this gigantic fucking man, like huge. Uh, and he's like really new in WWE and he's been kind of like a chaperone like bodyguard character to AJ Styles for a while. 7-3. Is that what it says? Yeah. I believe it. He he is gigantic. Um so I, I think they're gonna put AJ and Omos over as the heels taking the victory from the very beloved New Day. All right. Our next match is Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. Or I think once again, already jumping on the board and typing his pick out. So go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take Braun Strowman. Strawman? Strawman. Strawman. I I don't know. So, um, because usually these kinds of matches, like, yeah, maybe maybe Shane pulls one off, but usually it's one of those where Shane just gets the living shit kicked out of him. And it's really entertaining for everybody. Um, but honestly, I can see it's a steel cage match, right? So I can see like a ton of interference and they're going to send like half the freaking roster to help out Shane and stuff like that. But I think, I, I think like it, it's just going to make for an entertaining match, but you know, uh, Strowman's going to pull it out at the end. This is this yeah. leads to another one of my, my questions for Leland here. This is the big event, right? Where all of the surprise appearances come out. Mm-hmm. Like how like there can be a lot of cameos at WrestleMania. They just pop in whenever, or like how do they? How does it work? 
so like a steel cage match has no disqualification so like anything goes so um you see a lot of interference in matches like that where if one of the wrestlers has like a friend backstage they can like run in and like help them win right so all of that is kind of fair game in a match like this so this is the point where like you know the music starts playing and the rock walks out or something uh potentially so i would just say to see that more with the royal rumble yeah um you do oh, see no, more cameos really. with the royal rumble um usually you get like one or two kind of like surprised stars it's showing in up. matches like like leon said it, it's it's the no holds bar type match the hell in the cells the steel cages the elimination mm-hmm. chambers like where you know outside interference can't be penalized against the guy he's helping so it's when the bullshit stuff, happens Right. So, you know, this, you know, when there's all, when steel chairs and bullshit like that's already allowed, you know, what if somebody else comes out and helps them? It's not a big deal. But there's okay. a cage they can't get in. Well, like, I don't, I obviously don't know much about WWE, but like the things that I do know are, you know, like, by God, that's John Cena's music and he shows up out of nowhere. Like, that's what I always associate with it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I guess that's, that's different then. That's not this event. We should have built a steel cage. Well, I mean, it could be any. Uh, I mean, that that could happen on any pro wrestling show, but it's not usually this one as much. Yeah, it 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 depends. I mean, it depends like who who's available. Like they we'll call it the Rock. Like, hey, can out. you make WrestleMania this weekend? And we'll, uh, we'll Danny, why don't you watch this match? Cameo. What happens? I will do my best to watch WrestleMania this weekend. You don't why need to watch WrestleMania. Cameo. Just the Shane McMahon Member match. Member of the National Handball Team. All right. Well, I'm, I'll take Shane Mc. Mayhan, is that the son of the Vince or that is Vince's son? Okay. The son of the Vince. <laughs> is he a villain? Usually. The... <laughs> is Vince a big villain? The McBoy. Come on, bro. It's the rock. There's no the Vince. Okay. Like let's not promote people here. Is Shane also a villain? Because I, I feel like Vince is usually a villain, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, usually. Yeah, I mean, usually, yeah. The McMahons have kind of gone on and off heel or baby face is the the term for like a hero um they've kind of flip-flopped that line a lot over the years okay. all right well your choice yeah. yep. uh so okay so i'm going with braun Strowman. i just i feel like that's the result that needs to happen um because um like shane doesn't gain anything as a character going over in this match um I think this gives an opportunity to present Braun, Stro- Braun Strowman, who's like a six foot eight, huge, like monstrous guy, um, to really look strong here. Like, why bring in a Shane McMahon once a year to beat a guy who could be one of your best stars just to like bring them down? Like, it doesn't really make sense. I think this is an opportunity to really make Braun shine. But I think this will probably be the craziest match of. Um, of WrestleMania, just given the steel cage stipulation, and Shane McMahon is like always doing ridiculous stunts in all of his matches. So I'm expecting like an elbow drop off the top of the cage or something crazy like that. All right. Let's hope so. All right. Last match of night one of WrestleMania 37 is a tag team turmoil match. We got a bunch of teams in here. We have Naomi and Lana versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina 
Daniel jumped right on the on the Google Doc. He typed his answer right away. He got to pick the Riot Squad. That's the only good name there. <laughs> uh, that's a fair. It's point. the only team name. Yeah, <laughs> come on. If you don't have a team name, you like what's the point? Uh, I am picking Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And that's uh, all I have to say about I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also taking the Riot Squad. Uh, but this is a huge any... opportunity where we can all have a different pick. And you go with oh. oh wait 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 there's another oh yeah there's, there's four teams four there's will, four teams here I will take Mandy Rose and that's my pick come on I will take Naomi and Lena <laughs> he's, now they're gonna win third, now he's gonna get the point for this match he knows his third Probably. choice that's been his luck so far my luck it's all skill I assure you that, unless you're this cheating it should all be luck <laughs> hey who's gonna win this match uh i'm torn between the riot squad and natalia and tamina so the the thing with this match there's a special stipulation so um it's not a championship match but the winning team earns the right to challenge the champions on the second night of wrestlemania so this is like a number one contenders match like the night before the the title match so None of these four teams really strike me as a team they're about to put over as the new champions on the next night. So it's like, I, I really see this as like, which team are they going to use to like feed to the very dominant champions, which we'll get to later when we talk about night two's matches. But I think the strongest teams here are Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamina. I think flipping a coin here, I feel like Riot Squad is probably the right choice. I just want to say for the people keeping score that I typed in Ride Squad first and then I was pressured into changing. Carly, to... Your head by 30,000 points. <laughs> yeah, Karthik, you've already locked this second round up as well. So. This is dangerous. This is how, uh, this is the beginning. <laughs> this is a 3 1 lead, all right? And I'm not trying to get it. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, the Ride Squad, right? Right, Leland? Okay. Yep. All right. Ooh, halfway there. Living on a prayer. Here comes night two. And we got we got a big one here. Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, the champion, versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. It's three um, of them here. I am going with my logic of picking Edge because he was around uh, in 2006. So. so it looks like the three of us chose something, you know, three different people. I went with Daniel Bryan, and the Daniel went with uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> I've heard of Go Roman ahead, Reigns. the Daniel. Daniel Bryan sounds like a country singer. Daniel Bryan uh, is awesome. His voice uh, is very soothing. Okay, yeah, he's, gonna he's, have the, he's the yes guy. He's funny. the guy that like points his I fingers up that, yeah. and goes like yes, yes, oh, over okay. and over. Is that guy? That. <laughs> you had to have seen the GIF. <laughs> I've seen that. I think some sports teams do that too. I believe the New York Islanders do that one after a goal. So who's who's in this one, Leland? All right, Leland, take it away. Uh. This is a hard one because I really want Edge to win. Um, so yes. Edge won the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble this year. Um, and he's looking super strong. But I'm going to go with Roman Reigns, Man. who is like the biggest heel character, the biggest villain in WWE right now. Um, and he's been playing it really well. Um I think a lot of people really, really love Edge right now. So, like, a, a lot of, like, the kind of hardcore fans um, 
myself included, uh, are big fans of Edge. So I just think this is a perfect opportunity to get your villain over, um, to get him more heat, if you will, by having him win and probably brutalizing Edge in the process. So I'm going with Roman Reigns, who's probably going to win in a very cowardly heel fashion. And um, that'll be the big upset. Okay. Well, I hope Daniel Bryan brings his guitar and wins with his songs. Yeah. It's the hearts, you know, yeah, it's the friendships you make along the way, okay? Yeah. Anyway, let's go on. Keep it going. We got the Raw Women's Championship. We have Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Asuka. Asuka. Yes. Um, like the award. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with, with Ray, Rhea. What, what was this, Leland? Help me out. Rhea here. Ripley. Rhea Ripley. I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. Uh, no idea why. Just really feeling it in the moment here. Go with Asuka. I will go with Asuka as well. Okay. Go ahead. So Asuka is one of my favorite wrestlers, period, right now. I think she's like, whatever she does is fantastic. Um, But Rhea Ripley is one of those people that is like right, right there on the cusp of being like amazing, like being taken to the moon. And I think she would just gain so much by going over at WrestleMania. Asuka is pretty much loved by everybody doesn't really lose much momentum or much character value, if you will, by losing here. So I'm going with right. Ripley. I feel like I Leland am... is picking almost everything that I have. I, know, you and Leland I feel are very good about this. Yeah. I don't know, but Karthik always gets lucky, so maybe... Yeah, I know. Again, okay. oh, Randy Orton's still around? Skill. Yeah, the next match... Skill. I've been treated with it. Listen, listen. All right, so the match is The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Listen to how the blurb starts on this one. <laughs> Since Orton set the fiend on fire, comma. <laughs> so, wow, that's what is this? set him on fire. I need some background here, Leland. This is my favorite one. <laughs> go on. Please go on. Oh, yeah, I thought, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take it away. Okay, so <sighs> Bray Wyatt is probably my favorite pro wrestler today, like that's still oh. active. Um, just the most creative, outrageous, ridiculous, over-the-top wrestler in the business today. And, like, pro wrestling is a very ridiculous, like, over-the-top, silly, sometimes embarrassing to uh, associate yourself with as a fan kind of performance art. Um, And Bray Wyatt just embraces, like, the creativity of it and kind of the cinematography and just crazy storyline aspect that you can do in pro wrestling, like pretty much nobody else does. So the fiend is this like supernatural monster villain. Who's like this alter ego of Bray Wyatt kind of think like split with like the beast character. If you've seen split, that's basically the oh, fiend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they had an inferno match where there's like fire jets outside the ring Um that was back in December and the end of the match was um, the fiends like jacket caught on fire. And then he like ran into the ring to chase Randy Orton, Orton RKO'd him and then like spilled 
like gasoline all over him and just like lit him on fire like his whole body so the fiend is both the okay i see the quotes now i thought the match was called the fiend but that's just bray wyatt's nickname yeah that's bray wyatt's like alter ego basically Uh, oh my god (laughs) well i'm gonna pick randy because i've heard of randy orton and the rko memes are top tier so i gotta go with that but um, yeah, I saw these Ew, two guys jumped right on Randy Orton. So um, only to not so we don't all, all have the same pick. I'm picking Bray Wyatt, but I, I Randy Orton will probably win. I'll probably take the L on this one. Is that everybody? Yes. Yep. What about you, sir? It better be the fucking fiend. <laughs> yes. uh, so, like I said, this is my favorite match of the whole card because I love Bray Wyatt, and if that's the only match of all of WrestleMania that you care to watch watch that one um because it will probably be the most ridiculous and awesome match on the card and i hope ray wyatt wins and i i think he will this is like so last year the fiend bray wyatt wrestled john cena and Mm -hmm. in this like crazy cinematic match which is like one of the greatest wrestlemania moments ever that like just deconstructed all of like the criticisms around john cena's character You'd have to watch it, but the fiend won that one. So I just, I just think he's going to do a similar thing to Randy Orton and uh, go over here. Right. I feel like he got set on fire. So I feel like he has to get one back. You know? Yeah. He's doing this thing where like, so he wears a mask, like a monster mask. And now like he was gone for like two or three months after like being set, like burned alive. And now he's back and his mask is like charred and everything. And his whole like outfit is like burnt. I just, he's see, like, like just still wearing the if burnt you, If clothes. you said, if you said this was Kane, I would have believed you. This is just reminds me of Kane. Like back when he had a mask, I'm saying, you know? You know, Kane is now like the mayor of some town in Kentucky or something. I don't know. Uh, Tennessee, Knox, Knoxville. Oh. I think Knoxville, Tennessee. He's the mayor of Knoxville. Oh, that's, a big, that's a big town. That's not a small town. Well, I guess anyway. he's busy. Uh, Intercontinental Championship is next to Big E versus Apollo Crews. Um, New Orleans versus Apollo Crews. Daniel, you have already made your pick, so go. Yeah, go ahead. What is your logic? I mean, Apollo Crews is a better name. That's all I got. That is true. So, Uh, this is how Daniel chose his bracket 94th percentile. I will take the Big E. Because the Daniel took Apollo Crews. The big E. Um, Capital E. That's right. I'm For easy. This might be the first time in the entire thing that I've agreed with Daniel's pick today. I'm going to go with Apollo Crews. Um, the blur, I'm, I keep going off the blurb. And it, it says that... Uh, I mean, right he, Apollo Crews has failed several times to win this title. So I feel like, mm-hmm. again, that maybe they'll flip it, you know, even it out a little bit. Got to, yeah. Um, biggest stage. So I'm going to go with Big E. Um, Apollo Crews held the Intercontinental Championship for a pretty significant portion of last year, I think. Um, but Big E is just on fire. Also, he used to be a part of the New Day tag team that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, he's just this huge dude. He's um, just got a ton of charisma as a performer. He's generally beloved by fans. 
I think he's going to win. I think there's every incentive to put the proverbial rocket on his back in pro wrestling, um, in pro wrestling terms, and uh, put him over here. So I'm going Big E. Well, that's all I had to hear. I, can I just give myself the point now, or do I have to wait? Uh, you have to wait. You theoretically could secretly add points to your score, and I don't think any of us would notice. Yeah, I mean, we're not really uh, looking you have, about you. You have 69. Not, I think I would notice. Really looking, we're not really looking at this doc that much. I would notice yours, uh, and I guess mine. So Jason could definitely do it. I actually have if, 300 points. If your 69 changes, I'm going to be pretty suspicious. Yeah, that means you have to get every single match wrong. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. You had Zayn Malik. Okay. Daniel. The Daniel. Uh, it's uh, the Daniel. Oh. The Daniel picks Kevin Owens. The Daniel has chosen wrong. Maybe. Well, I, I don't know. I'll just go with Kevin Owens. Okay, Leland. Yeah, we're gonna have to get a breakdown here from Leland because I don't know. Wait, who did uh, who did Karthik pick? I picked Zane, Sami Zayn. Oh, okay. Um, this is kind of a hard one to pick. I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. Um, but I would expect Kevin Owens to win. He's booked as the much stronger of the two. Uh, but Sami Zayn is a really fun wrestler to watch because he is so he's a heel, he's a bad guy, um, but he's hilarious. Like he is the smallest, most like cowardly little shit heel, like ever. And he's always finding like creative ways to like weasel out of difficult situations. So I think Kevin Owens is going to go over, but uh, I think it'll be a fun one. Okay. Alrighty. Kevin Owens. Moving on. There's only a couple left. We have really made some progress. United States Championship. Riddle versus Sheamus. This is easy, dude. Easy money. Um, Riley, I know that you're on the edge of your seat, so go ahead and say it. I bet you Lord Voldemort. Tom Riddle. How can you go against him? Isn't there a character named Sheamus as well in Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Sheamus Finnegan die, without an so. H. Yeah, and Seamus Finnegan does He's like the only ginger in the Harry Potter world, so he, she can't do that. Oh, the only ginger. There's, there's, there's no way they'd Weasleys. be Voldemort. There's 30 right. Weasleys. Oh, these the only ginger. Family. Oh, yeah, I do. You know what? I forgot. Outside of the main you cast, Aren't you? Have you ever read I'm, Harry I'm talking Potter? about the secondary characters, right? Have you ever read Harry oh. Potter in your life? I haven't. I have to get on that in my bed. Like I said, Voldemort dies at the end. Seamus I know. Die. Hey, spoilers. Seamus so is a better wizard than Voldemort, so I'm going to go with Seamus. This is why you're in last place. <laughs> Anyone who has died is worse than people who haven't yet. Exactly. So, um, and Voldemort even kind of died twice. He lost to the, the like a little baby. So, yeah. and he had like a, a seven. Kind of a little bitch move there. Who has Seamus ever lost to in Harry Potter? Nobody. Uh, His own wand for like the first five books. No, he never. He has, he's never battled. That's a movie's only so edition, I believe. Um, not, we're not going to go off them. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, that's a, that's an entire episode of Carly talking about the Harry Potter movies. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Riddle because um, I, I'm going to use my expertise in this uh, this blurb here. Seamus beat Riddle in singles action, or I guess previously to set up the WrestleMania showdown. Usually, they'll have someone win, 
in a separate match and make it look like they have momentum. And then the second match, they'll lose. They usually split it. So going to say Riddle is going to win. Leland? Um, I'm going to go with Sheamus. Uh, I feel like Riddle is the person most fans would like to see win. Uh, but I, I just see Sheamus as the more established, kind of the better performer of the two. Um, so I would expect Sheamus to probably win this. Uh, Sheamus was actually just in a feud with Drew McIntyre um, in the last like couple of months and looked really strong. So I would expect, since they have Drew McIntyre going for the, the world title, I think a, a good use of Sheamus's time would be to put the the mid card United States Championship on him. So I would go with Sheamus here. All right. Okay. Um, our Sorry. foreshadowed match from earlier, Leland, uh, talking about the strong women's tag team championship. We have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, who are going to face whoever wins that four team match from earlier. Um, uh, and I'm going to go with the champs. Same here. Didn't so, Leland? You said that the, like the champs will win this, right? Um, I did. I did foreshadow earlier. Yeah. Um, well, the champs like, are, are booked pretty strong recently. I feel like it'd be foolish not to take them and lose this point here. So. No, no, no. You should. You should take TBD. No, no, they, 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 taking, look, they look pretty good. TBD looks I'm pretty taking good. Nia, Tom Brady, Jax, and Shayna here. It's an easy choice. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely going with the champs here. Um, while the women's division for the, the singles competitors, the like one-on-one wrestlers is in a really great state. The tag team division is pretty, like pretty thin right now. There's not a lot of like cohesive tag teams. Like I think two or three of the teams in the tag team turmoil match are like just kind of thrown together teams like people who are not usually wrestling as a team together they're just kind of thrown in to have like a four-team match um whereas Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are both really strong heel tag team champions um Shayna Baszler actually used to be an MMA fighter. I believe she was in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, and Nia Jax is like huge. Um, just this super strong wrestler. Um, so I, I foresee the champions going over here. Um, I think that's actually the last match. So this article is confusing. Um, they have all the matches and then the, no, there's, there's a headline a, that says there's a, there's a tag team you 37 predictions and yeah. then there's a match under that so this is not an official match yet oh. i would assume that's like a pre-show match uh, like it happens before like the pay-per-view but is, is it not is it actually happening i think it is as far as i know yeah yeah one with dolph ziggler is that what we're talking about yeah SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Well, they've got all the other championships. They might as well have this one. They um, had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus the Street Profits. Got to go with Ziggler here. So, Go on with Street Profits. All right, Leland, what do you think? 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Street Profits here. Um, I think they have a lot of momentum, a lot of charisma as a team. Um, I think Dolph Ziggler and Robert Robert Rude, who um, actually their team name is Rudolph, nice. um, which should be noted. If, if anybody wants to change their picks, uh, go for it. I'm good. Um, but um, I think they're they're both guys who are really good at losing, which is not like that's not a knock on like a pro wrestler. There's like an art to doing a really good job in a match that you lose, like making your opponents look really, really strong. Dolph Ziggler's always been one of the best at doing that. Um, whereas the team of the Street Profits um, has a lot of momentum behind them. They've been doing really good over the last like year, year, uh, year or two. So I'm going with Street Profits. Solid. Solid. Ooh, that's, uh, that's the entire match card. Let's kids see they're gonna fill two days with this yeah um, that took two nights right there just going over those matches <laughs> yeah happy saturday everyone yeah daniel's gonna watch that you know shane mcmahon match so oh yes yeah. check in with us please um oh uh, you know what? i'm just gonna mention this right now it has um forgot to mention for the brackets that with karthik and daniel winning nobody gets the prize um i so, know yeah it was quite the prize but I guess you'll never know Sad. what it is. Maybe we'll open up another competition for something in the future and yeah. do it again. I will sit out to let somebody else win. Yeah, I'm sure both of our participants are on the edge of their seat for another really <laughs> competition. Whew, okay, we're gonna we're gonna that was a lot of wrestling, and of course we're doing the top five wrestlers, so we're gonna take a quick change of pace. And Leland, you have a cigar review channel, is my understanding. Uh, why, don't you, I do. why don't you plug that for us real quick yeah yeah um i appreciate it um so hamilton cigar reviews is the name <laughs> of the channel you can check me out on youtube and i review different cigars and i talk about what's what i like about them what i don't like about them and kind of who they appeal to in terms of your flavor preference if you're a cigar smoker whether they are more mild and smooth or more kind of bold and harsh. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of fun talking about cigars. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. I, so I have I, a, I have a no, question. Um, so of course, as you're, as you're big fans, we've watched a couple of your videos. Um, um, oh. I would like a clarification. I noticed yeah. you have used the word barnyard on multiple occasions to describe like a flavor scent. Yep. Um, please elaborate. I I'm not familiar with that term. Hey, what, what yeah, yeah. Um, so barnyard or like farmy is a fairly common term uh, to describe a like certain flavor that you get with a lot of cigars. So like if you just kind of picture like walking into like a barn or like a petting zoo and you get that really like musky smell from like a farmyard that can often you can often get um an aroma and a flavor from a cigar that's very reminiscent of that that kind of um reminds you of you know going to a farm or a petting zoo 
Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, can we get a sneak preview? What do you, what, what do you do next? Uh, so I, I have recorded, uh, my next review that has not quite dropped yet. Um, so once I finish editing that probably this weekend, that will be dropping. I reviewed the number one rated cigar of 2020 on cigar yeah. journals, top 25 cigars of the year list. It is the Placencia Alma Fuerte. So be on the lookout for that. And that so you, is dangerously so you close to another word. You smuggle these in illegally from Cuba. <laughs> That's Placencia, everyone. Placenta. Hmm. Tangs of blood. Some people eat placenta. It's supposed to have good uh, health benefits. All right, then, Daniel. Let's keep the that. world are the health benefits. <laughs> I, I've never eaten it. I don't know, but... Well, keep us posted. Like I don't know. I feel like I've seen some celebrities who have kids and they're like, oh, yeah. I, I bet Gwyneth Paltrow does that. Yeah, like she froze placenta and <laughs> consumes it or something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> my parents still have my umbilical cord. Maybe I'll eat that. Wow. So, Save Leland. for later. What, what um, inspired you to start this, though? Uh, I'm just curious because, like, we kind of just on whim started this podcast and then. You know, you you had all. I think it was like a similar time, right? That like you'd already started up your, or you had also started up your channel. So it's kind of cool that we started at the same time. Yeah, um, I started. I think I put out my first video in mid to late January, so around the same time. I think you guys were kind of gearing up for NFL playoffs. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I've I've kind of smoked cigars here and there for several years kind of since I first became of age at 18, although they've since changed the age to 21 in the United Ooh. States. Wait, um, you have to be 21 to smoke cigars or buy? You cigars? have to be 21 to uh, to consume tobacco products now. Yeah. Oh, I did not know this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like since I've turned since I turned 18, um, I've kind of on and off enjoyed cigars here and there, maybe one every like two or three months or so. Um, but recently, um, you know, I guess, I guess the, the quarantine, like with the pandemic kind of encouraged me to, um, to pick it back up since like you're staying at home all the time. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's something to do that really helps me to like relax kind of, it kind of forces you to take like an hour or two out of your day to, just relax it's kind of like a, a extended like meditative act right um and yeah I, I i wanted to kind of um figure out like what cigars i really like and which what ones i don't like and why so mm -hmm. I, I started researching like um other people who review cigars and kind of learn like the different common flavors and just wanted to start kind of going on a journey, experimenting with uh, a bunch of different cigars and figuring out, um, you know, what's different about them, what I like, what I don't like, and go from there. So it's and been a lot of fun. Project was low-key angling to the, like that you would give us all the credit for inspiring you to start your own <laughs> content once uh, we started. Um, that's where that question <laughs> came from. Um, but you I know. think you actually started earlier than us i think our, our thing dropped first yeah. but it was very close you might have started production you know yeah they were like oh, a week okay. or two apart 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not important at all. And now we can go on to our main event. Get it, get it. Um, we're going to go for our top five wrestlers. Of course, we always let our guests kick things off and get the honors. So Leland, let's, let's hear it. All right. I'm excited. So first of all, I've got some honorable mentions. Um, so it's interesting making like a greatest of all times list for pro wrestlers because mm-hmm. it's, it's very much not the same thing as like picking the top five greatest, like NBA players of all time. Uh, it's a lot more reminiscent of like picking your favorite TV show. Cause it's, it's a very subjective, like in a, in a scripted performance art like this, it's a much more subjective kind of list. Um, so I, I have a lot of picks on here or a lot of people that have left out um, that are commonly associated with like, uh, you know, some of the greatest wrestlers of all time or to be some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, but just don't do it for me as much. So I'll get out. I'll get some uh, honorable mentions out of the way real quick. Um, so Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Triple H, John Cena, all four, not in my top five, but each of them has been pretty much the most important figure in whichever wrestling company they were a part of at the time, whether it be WWE, WWF, or WCW. Each of them kind of carried their company at different points in their career. Um, but I'm just not a huge fan of any one of them in particular. Like, Hulk Hogan, undoubtedly the biggest star of the 80s and in the uh, late 90s, um, he was a big heel character in NWO and um, probably the most recognizable wrestling figure ever. Um, But yeah, just a terrible person. Um, There's a mountain of evidence, both um, from things that he has said uh, in public to testimonies from other wrestlers that worked for him. Hulk Hogan's just an asshole. And honestly, not that good of a wrestler. If you, from, from an objective, like performance standpoint, the guy had like three moves. He had like a punch, a big boot and a leg drop. And that was like it. And he did the same thing every time. So not a big fan, but I do recognize all four of those guys for the, um, you know, their ability to put butts in seats to make people watch um, and care about what's going on. So I have two more real quick honorable mentions, um, both of which are actually on this WrestleMania card. Uh, The first being the original Money in the Bank winner, the rated R superstar Edge. Um, So Edge, I feel like is really underappreciated in um, talks of, you know, the greatest wrestlers of all time. So in the late 90s, he had a tag team with Christian where they won the tag team titles like 10 times. And they had really groundbreaking matches against like the Dudley boys and the Hardys, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Um, like the the ladders matches and other no holds barred matches that those three teams had are some of just the craziest, most innovative, like extreme matches um that you'll ever see um so just absolutely history making performances there um and then a few years after that he completely reinvented himself 
uh, by becoming one of, in my eyes, most endearing and believable villains in pro wrestling. Um, so Karthik mentioned the the infamous first Money in the Bank cash-in when he beat John Cena right after Cena was like um, basically dead after the Elimination Chamber match and Edge just like swoops in and like beats him. When Edge is presented as this guy who would like never win a fair fight against John Cena, who's like unbeatable. So Edge was always one of those guys, like it's a fine line being a good villain in pro wrestling where it's really easy to just be a villain by like, um, or I guess a better way to put it is like, it's difficult to be a believable villain and make the story like work. Like a lot of villains in pro wrestling will like beat um, the good guy by like a, a bullshit like distraction or something that makes the the good character look really like stupid. Um, but Edge was always one of those guys where like he would maintain that aura where he looks like he would never possibly win a fair fight against whoever he's going up against like John Cena, but he always finds some way to like pull some trick out of his hat. The um, ultimate opportunist. Yeah. And, and come up with a victory. And he always did it in a way that you didn't see coming. Right. Um, so I think he's kind of underappreciated as being one of those great villains. Um, so I have one more honorable mention. Um, and that is another guy on this WrestleMania card, Bray Wyatt, one of the most creative wrestlers of all time. I wouldn't say he's been around quite long enough or done quite enough in the business to be on the top five. Uh, but he is my favorite wrestler currently competing today. Um, just one of the, the most creative, innovative characters in pro wrestling. Check out what Bray Wyatt's been doing. It's good stuff. Um, so that brings me to my actual top five. Um, so number five, I have Kurt Angle. Um, you don't know Kurt Angle. (laughs) He's a real life gold medalist. He He is a real Olympic gold medal. Yeah. Um, so he won the 1996 Olympic gold medal in freestyle wrestling, uh, like actual real wrestling. Yeah. Um, so a couple of years later, he got into pro wrestling and then came into the WWE in like 1999. And they just brought him on as like one of my favorite characters of all time. Like just the way they did that was so perfect. So there's like, it, there's always um, a difficult and kind of like awkward transition where you take someone who is really well established in like a legitimate combat sport and then you bring them in as a character in a scripted combat sport. Right. So it's hard to like get that right. Because if you just bring them in and make them like too good and just make them like beat all of these well-established characters that fans have been watching for years, it just kind of like flattens the whole thing and like kind of um, punishes people for investing in those characters when they just get like steamrolled by some new person who's like, who just came in. So with Kurt Angle, he was booked as this guy who was really, really strong, but you were supposed to hate him because he was like super presented. 
Yeah, he was presented as this like kind of clueless, super successful, like arrogant asshole, like white American athlete who just expects everyone to see him as this like American hero and doesn't realize that he's an asshole. And he like just can't understand why people don't like him. So he used to just, come out with his like gold medal, didn't he? Like Yeah, he would he would come out to the ring with his gold medal and like people would start <laughs> booing him and he'd be he'd like grab a mic in the middle of the match and he'd be like he'd be like why do you boo your american olympic gold medalist like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was just like a perfect parody for like a douchebag american like arrogant athlete or just right. figure in general so um and um in terms of his actual ability he is legitimately one of the best of all time like consistently like he could put on a match of the year in his sleep practically he was actually amazing number four i have the arguably the greatest entertainer to ever be in the business the Dwayne johnson rock the great one um so the rock is like undoubtedly the greatest pro wrestler um on the mic so it's a wrestler's ability to give a like promo to promote a match um, is one of the most important uh, of equal importance, really, to their actual in-ring ability. Uh, and The Rock was just better than anybody at just entertaining people by talking. Um, hmm. Just endless catchphrases. Um, yeah, just infinitely entertaining. Um, he gets a little bit of criticism for um, his actual wrestling ability. Like the guy, he's another guy that only had like four or five moves and like the people's elbow is like one of the most ridiculous moves ever. Um, <laughs> but you just got to love the rock. So, oh, yeah. Um, number three, I have Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, nice. He, I think a lot of people would put him number one all time. Um, it's just undeniable that guy absolutely ran Monday Night Raw in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and basically single-handedly saved the company when they were losing in the ratings to WCW. So Stone Cold Steve Austin, just a legend. Um, his career was kind of cut short because of uh, an injured neck. So he could have gone on longer potentially. But uh, he, I've got him as my number three. Um, so number two, the greatest character to ever uh, to ever be in the WWE, The Undertaker. Mm. With a 30-year career, almost to the day, um, he officially retired last year in November, 30 years after his debut in 1990. Um, yeah, just one of the most recognizable characters ever. Undertaker, just amazing. His matches with Shawn Michaels were some of the best ever at WrestleMania. Just great stuff. Uh, he's doing a lot of interviews now, too. Very interesting. Um, and number one, the just best in-ring performer you'll ever see in the business, probably. Um, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is my number one. He's just I think he's the best at doing 
what is most important, the most important aspect of being a pro wrestler, being that performing artist, which is getting you to care about what's going on, getting you to care about the result of the match. He was just um, incredible at pulling people in, making you emotionally invested in what's going on, just telling the story in the ring. Um, yeah, greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels. Yep. Um, here first. Um, yeah, I'll go. I, I do sense that there will be some some overlap here for sure, um, as we've <laughs> experienced before. Um, so I'll emphasize the one person on my list who I think was not mentioned. Um, well, my honorable my honorable mention uh, it was Kurt Angle, so you can't cover it. Um, I think in addition to him, of course, being obviously believably good and believably strong, that he was also like pretty funny. Like he was really really funny. Um, he made that video in like maybe 2012 um, with like, I think Rob Van Dam about jokingly trying to go back into the Olympics, which is absolutely hilarious. If you haven't seen it, um, strongly recommend that video. Um, but yeah, they just having him act like a complete dumbass, um, while like pretending to be like an American hero or something like that. He was, he was extremely entertaining. And obviously his matches were top tier. Um, five, I do have Hulk Hogan. I just, I just, I don't think I could leave him off. Um, he's probably the biggest star ever, despite his uh, horrendous character, um, meaning horrendous personality. His character was fun. Um, four, this is the interesting one, and it's a bit of a cheat, but I'm going to say Vince McMahon. Um, I think he's the best villain ever. Um, you mentioned how like Stone Cold Steve Austin totally dominated and was like one of the most loved characters of all time and i think a lot of it has to do with how, how much of an asshole Vince man was making him was willing to make himself look like on camera and completely over the top complete completely entertaining i don't know he was, he was he had like the walk he had the faces he had the 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 shouting the catchphrases i don't know he was just like a typical evil boss character um and he was very willing to get his ass beat on tv just uh to sell his own product so um i respect the, that i feel like i had to put him on there the the vince mcmahon meme with where he's in the chair and he's reacting yeah. to something <laughs> is, is one of the all-timers yeah I, I i would never get tired of that one unforgettable his facial yeah. expressions are absolutely hilarious <laughs> um three um i'm gonna go with the undertaker um yeah it's, i feel like if you're like a purist then you know he's really he's like he really kept or stuck to his character for like said like 30 years um and he's very he's like the ultimate loyal to the company he's you know never left to like make movies or anything like that he's just been around so long and like somehow his character still works and um so i got him at three number two i got the rock um yeah probably the most entertaining person ever i guess the best talker ever um and Obviously, one of the biggest stars in the world these days. And number one, I'm going to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think, um, like in the 90s, when they were on the verge of going out of business and they were losing WCW, and Stone Cold was pretty much the main reason why they didn't. And I think that it's an important transition that they made, not just for wrestling, but in, I think, TV shows in general, is when they're switching from like classic good guys like Hulk Hogan, who are perfect, to, um, I guess more anti-heroes because um, Stone Cold was, you know, he was he was an asshole and he drank a lot and he 
gave people the middle finger all the time, but, and yet he was the good guy. And I think that was an important shift that obviously you see a lot more these days with very, very flawed, uh, good guys. Um, so that is my five. Well, I'll go next because I feel like Karthik has more to say than I do. And we don't want to end on mine because <laughs> I don't, I don't know a ton about this. So I'm going to go with the ones who I think have made the biggest overall pop culture impact, which like, and that was, so I have to put John Cena in the top five then because he's just everywhere. He's, he has all the out now. Yeah, he's got like mainstream memes. He's got he's a big time actor. He's in a lot of movies. Got to put Cena in. Uh, the Rock obviously is not even really a wrestler anymore. He's a legitimate A level movie star. So got to put him in. But after that, I'd have to put the Undertaker as well. Just because he's like, even though he never left for movies, like Jason said, he's kind of just this mythical figure that almost everybody has heard of in some way. And then, like, I haven't watched a lot of wrestling, but I have seen, like, the videos where they're fighting or whatever, and, like, everything just goes black. And there's, like, two seconds of, like, pitch black, and it comes on, and the Undertaker's just, like, standing in the middle, and everybody's freaking out. So it's, like, a, you know, mythical-level character. I will also put uh, Stone Cold in there. A lot of good memes with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then I'm going to put a little bit of a... A shocker in. This is not in any order, by the way. This is just five. I'm going to have Andre the Giant. Mm. Oh, good pick. Coming in, right. in my top five. I did okay, enjoy the Princess Bride. Entirely because he is A, in the Princess Bride, <laughs> a movie that I enjoyed as a kid, and it's probably I still enjoy it. And B, because uh, the stories about him are like he apparently could drink like three cases of beer in a night. Um, so yeah, case like fit in the palm of his hand yeah so that's what i got i'm just gonna add though i forgot to say for my stone you mentioned the memes and all everything we we're talking about earlier about like the memes about like oh my god that's blanks music that's pretty much started with stone gold and jim yeah. ross being the announcer and freaking out every time so big contribution to society right there mm-hmm. could not Very live without thing. uh my I, have, I had two honorable mentions I had John Cena, and I also had Jeff Hardy as one of the, my honorable mentions. Um, he's not like a, you know, you don't think of him and you're like, oh, top five wrestler, but I feel like he did a lot uh, for the sport. Like, just like the, he was always willing to do the, the most insane thing, right? Like jumping off of super high ladders, going through tables, that kind of stuff, always putting his body on the line. So Jeff Hardy was always, I mean, his matches are always like must watch, right? Like any any match that he has at like a, like a WrestleMania, SummerSlam, whatever, those are always must-watch TV. Five is Rey Mysterio for me. Mm, I like um, it. I mean, Rey Mysterio is that he was probably my favorite wrestler growing up when I actually watched. Uh, he was like you know he's a the little guy like uh, you know and he would always go up against ever but like you know he had like feuds with Big Show, um, I think Kane even and like all these people that you know he won the Royal Rumble or he won he actually won the World heavyweight championship after Eddie Guerrero died. Right. Like I know that was like a whole thing and they kind of gave it to him, but like, I always thought that was really cool. Um, and he dedicated that whole run to his, his best friend and all that, but you know, Ray Mysterio was always cool. And the, the mask, man, like, come on, one of the most recognizable things ever. Right. Um, four, I had Steve Austin. 
So three, you know, I'll go to t- three, right? So three is the rock for me. So Steve Austin and uh, the rock, you can just kind of flip flop uh, just depending on, I don't know, like what match you just last watched or what promo you just last watched. But I feel like the rock overall, like just cause his promos are just legendary. Right. So, um, but you know, those guys can honestly be like one, a one B or three, a three B in this case, in my opinion, because it's just the attitude era. Like you guys said, single-handedly saved that, that company from bankruptcy. Uh, and then I'm going to agree with Leland uh, for my top two. Undertaker is number two. You can all honestly put him in, at number one, but Undertaker, like, you know, his entrance music, um, Daniel, as Daniel was mentioning, the, the bell toll, with, you know, and the pitch black, like, that's just goosebumps, man. Like, you don't need to know, um, you know, wrestling all that well, but when you see that, you're just like that, you know, like you were saying, like that mythical uh level presence i feel like you know at this wrestlemania if the lights went out and the bell told everybody would lose their shit you know oh, if there was an audience of course but still like it's just insane right and then number one is obviously Shawn michaels i mean the guy is probably the funniest wrestler like he has the best stage presence he has the the best ability to you know captivate an audience and actually make you either hate him you know if he was supposed to be hated or love him if he was supposed to be loved and his whole thing with DX was probably the funniest wrestling, you know, like related shenanigans I've ever seen in my life. Uh, him and Triple H. So I think Shawn Michaels is definitely the best wrestler. You know, top one of the best, if not the best in my list anyway. So for sure. That's that's me. Ooh. That's all I have. All right. All right. We, uh, we've covered the world of wrestling a lot today. Um it was an interesting list. Um, mine is right. You guys are all wrong, but you know, I welcome the opinions. And we're going to close it off with our news stories. Did you, did you say you found thing one? to say? What's that? <laughs> did you say no you such had a one? Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Uh, I do have a real quick news story. Yeah. Um, so this is a story from today, actually, this afternoon. Um, somewhere in Thailand, a 7-Eleven customer found a giant water monitor lizard climbing mm. the shelves inside the 7-Eleven. How giant are we talking? Like, yes. what, uh, apparently, according to this article, it is one of the largest reptiles in the world. And looking at the picture, seeing it on top of these shelves, it looks like roughly adult human being size. Oh, fuck that. So, pretty pretty wild trip to 7-eleven i'd say it's not that's not what you want to see you just want to slurpee you just want to get out of there thailand yeah yeah no that that big lizard was definitely looking for some spicy bites yeah oh some yeah, yeah, I, I at the video right now it's it's like six seven foot feet long climbing up the shelves of a 7-eleven it's on its way to wrestlemania going off the top rope <laughs> all right note to self uh, never go to thailand um the article does say those are pretty common in thailand too oh well definitely never go to thailand oh it's uh, oh it's climbing all over the fast the fast mover oh yeah all right well the damn no it looks like an, a small alligator yes anyway yes um <laughs> i have one and a half, because we, we took a week off and I found one and I found another one. For the first one, I'm just going to read the headline um, because I think it may involve one of my co-hosts here. Um, 
Florida man sees Avengers Endgame 191 times for Guinness World Record. Um, I think he saw it. What, it was in a, like not that long of a time span either. It was uh, not that many. I could do better. <laughs> yes, you he did it. He did it in 90 days. Wow. So it's over two viewings yeah, he, per day. Well, I don't know several that. times. It is unclear what his uh, occupation is. <laughs> Unemployed. Yeah. Well, he's Florida man. That is an occupation of itself. So. Florida man has done things. But the other one that I, I actually wanted to do was... Uh, here's another doozy of headline. 90,000 greasy pennies dumped on Georgia man's drive as final payment after quitting his job. <laughs> I think I saw this one. <laughs> <laughs> So, petty as hell. Uh, you received Did you work at a lemonade stand? Yeah. Um, I don't even know if they would take pennies at a lemonade stand. He received his final payment of $915 in pennies. Um, he discovered the haul of 90,000 coins, which were covered in an oily, greasy substance at the bottom of his driveway. Um, on top of the pile was his final pay slip, along with an explicit parting message from the car workshop where he worked. Um, He's now spends his night gradually cleaning the pennies so he can cash them in. And it took him an hour and a half to make a few hundred usable. <laughs> like five bucks. It took him an hour and a half. I feel like um, is that legal to pay? That's not legal. It's legal it's tender. Not legal. It's, it's not legal. Uh, no, no. There's actually a law against it. It's not because it's like super what's it called? Like inconvenient to the person that is receiving that. So you just you can't like go to the bank. It's like almost useless. Well, he's gonna almost yeah. worthless. Because you probably laws... went to the bank to get him. And then this guy's gonna deposit him back in the bank after cleaning them off. Can you even get pennies at the bank? I don't know. Well, that's, where else would he get ninety thousand? You can order them from the Fed, I think. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Wow, that's beyond. It seems like a. Huge I love that they're also greasy. Just to add another level to it. And an explicit message. <laughs> anyway, who's next? Daniel? Well, uh, mine comes from the uh, motherland, Soviet Russia. Uh, I don't know if any of you saw this, but somebody unearthed a 1991 made-for-TV film uh, that debuted on uh, TV Leningrad. (laughs) (laughs) A 50-minute adaption of uh, the Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. 50? Oh. Were they wow. cut out the entire story? Yes. And I have not watched it yet, but I intend to as soon as I can. Like it's in Russian? It is in you're Russian. Still gonna rush, you're still going to watch it? Some Russian... I mean, they, it looks like they spent $100 on like the total budget for this film. It, <laughs> it like Just looking at some of these screenshots, it is hilariously bad. Um, like horrible. They only have like six people in the fellowship. They had to cut the cost. Like, it looks it looks as if like they put on a stage, like an amateur stage, uh, like performance of Fellowship of the Ring, and but filmed it. I'm excited to see what Gollum looks like in this movie. Oh, that's one of the best parts, actually. I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, post please send. (laughs) Basically, Gollum finds the ring. And immediately puts it on, and then it's no slow transformation. He, it's like a one of those like, it's like poofs of smoke, and then he's suddenly just green. Uh, it, it looks, it looks that, like, that sound you hear is uh, J.R. Tolkien rolling in his grave right now. 
it, it looks really wonderful and I can't wait to watch. Wow. Well, TV you'd love to decide between that and Shane McMahon's match, so I don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah. It has 800,000 right. views in three days on YouTube. It's all it, The whole thing's free on YouTube, so go for it. Oh. <laughs> so it's Backstroke of the West potential. <laughs> I only watch cigar videos on YouTube. Mm, that's, yeah. That's um, cool. All right. My dozen subscribers. Hell yeah. <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> I get a text message every time you post a video. Uh, all right, so my article is from this side of the pond. It's not from Soviet Russia. Uh, I'll just read the title in like one short paragraph. It's New York City's next Empire State Building-sized tower could be called Pen 15. P-E-N-N 15. <laughs> so they're building it on like the 10 ends, stations. So it's different. I guess it's, it's you know, twice as long. Is it on Long Island? So the developers describe Pen15 as a super tall tower that will become the new standard for office design in the city and features a unique side core design to allow for flexible office con- configurations to maximize access to light and air. So is it, they haven't made it yet? They haven't erected the building yet? Or? No, I mean, the plans are, uh, they got approved. So uh, I don't care. I just want to say erected. Oh, no, I'm sure they will. And to your left... Uh, here is pen 15. <laughs> Probably what is, face. like, what is the point of the building? Like, is, is it an office it's, building or it's, it's office space? Yeah. Oh. Probably a... faced, um, stiff competition <laughs> getting their name, getting their building named that. I don't know. If is it a high rise? What's it's, in how much your mother? Isn't there something where they're making this? Yeah. Building? Hammond Druthers is the architect and, uh, he literally designs it in the shape of a penis. And the foyer is like just two balls. Yeah, and he, like nobody, he himself can't see it, but everybody else can. Like, nobody wants to like tell him because they're all scared of him because he's the boss. Yeah, he's the head architect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that that's kind of the <laughs> pen fifteen. Yeah, it's an Empire State Building size tower. Right. <laughs> so, wow. I hope I hope it comes to fruition. You know what I'm saying? I hope. Uh, oh, fruition! Yeah, yeah, me too. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's it. All right. On that note, uh, I believe that's all the time we have this week. Uh, We want to thank you for joining us and gracing us with your presence. And your knowledge. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We will see you next time.